G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, the election campaign officially begins today, the first full day of the election campaign and that means for people who are counting down 54 more days to go and it's a long campaign uh, something of a marathon Malcolm Turnbull has headed to Brisbane while Bill Shorten is on his way to Cairns uh, where he's expected to announce Labor's education policy there's a couple of polls out today the news poll published in the Australian has Labor slightly ahead of the coalition 51% to 49% two-party preferred. Uh, There's something, though, a little alternative. The Australian Financial Review has published its own Fairfax Ipsos poll showing the coalition 51% to Labor's 49%. Uh, They say the only poll that really matters is the one that happens on polling day, but there's two polls out today, and both of them showing uh, either side uh, at different points uh, ahead in the polling. When it comes to predicting who will be the Prime Minister after the 2nd of July, uh, those polls, 54% say Malcolm Turnbull, while Bill Shorten has the confidence of just 24%. So both leaders heading to Queensland today on day one of the federal election campaign and uh, the state of Queensland, crucial to an election victory. Uh, Let's get some insights into what's happening so far as the thoughts of the Australian Christian lobby when it comes to uh, the election that's got another long marathon ahead and the fact that leaders are arriving in Queensland. Wendy Francis is the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. She's joining us now. Hello, Wendy Francis. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much for having me. I always love talking to you. Well, I tell you, you've got the national uh, leaders, uh, the Prime Minister, the Leader of the Opposition in Queensland today. Uh, You've been following along what's been happening. Is there a broad idea that uh, is being presented by the the Australian Christian Lobby so far as the election campaign's coming? Look, I think the broader um, idea of what the election is to us is that the rainbow ideology that is coming through, particularly from uh, the left and from the ALP for this election, is not to be disregarded. Um, and I know that uh, both leaders are trying to downplay that. And in the Australian... Sorry, my voice has gone funny. <coughs> in the Australian this morning, they had eight issues that they thought were the main issues. And then they had <coughs> a further four... <coughs> We'll give you a moment Sorry, to just clear bad, your throat it? there. <laughs> it's all right. Four issues, and one of those further four issues was um, the whole idea of same-sex marriage. So, what the Australian Christian Lobby, I guess, is saying is we can't actually dis- disregard that. Certainly, the whole rainbow ideology that is being pushed through at the moment cannot be disregarded in this election. Uh, Wendy, there's been a number of occasions now uh, when I've mentioned something that uh, many commentators are talking about with regards to the same-sex marriage issue, and uh, that is, of course, if uh, Labor is elected, uh, Bill Shorten's promise is that he will legislate 
same-sex marriage within 100 days. Yes. And, uh, and so it really doesn't give you much choice. If you want to stand for marriage between one man and one woman, you've got to vote a coalition to actually make that happen, or at least uh, the coalition has to be there as part of your preference flow in your voting. But there's another. I think that's right. ACL, as you are aware and your listeners are aware, are non-party partisan, and so we don't tell people how they should vote. But I think what you've said is really important and and actually very true. The the interesting thing for me with the news poll and the um, bin review uh, polls this morning are how close both of them have, and. My thinking is that voters are actually quite disenfranchised with the major parties and so what we're looking at there is 51% to one and 51% to the other. That's their first preference. But I think that the preferences are going to be really important this time as to where people's other preferences are going and whether they're actually preferencing minor parties first and then going to one of the major parties because I think on both sides of politics people are very um, disenfranchised with their major party. And so people need to be very aware of who, um, who's, who they're voting for first and where those preferences are going to go because preferences are actually going to make a big difference in some of these electorates. I mean, Petrie up here in Queensland is one of the ones they're both looking at because at the moment it's held by the Liberal National Coalition. But uh, Luke Howard is on like less than 1%. Um, Brisbane is another one that is held by the coalition that is very, very, um, very small margin. And so both parties are looking at these sort of seats and they do seem to think that Queensland is going to hold uh, the key uh, perhaps to winning or losing. But, you know, it's a really, really important election because, as you say, Bill Shorten has said within 100 days he will legislate for same-sex marriage. By the year 2019, no Labor person is going to have even a conscience vote on um, rainbow issues. And just to bring in that other point, and taking your foundation there of not being partisan, or you can't get over that fact, but there's another scary idea in there and uh, a uh, an idea that was promoted uh, on this program by Senator Bob Day from the Family First people uh, of recent times uh, when he indicated to me that he doesn't trust Malcolm Turnbull uh, to go ahead with the plebiscites if Malcolm Turnbull is elected and has his own clear mandate. Now, I don't know whether you've been thinking through that issue, and uh, I know a number of Christian commentators and Christian leaders that I've spoken to about that and have said, uh, you know, what do you think about this? And, uh, and they've been taking the Prime Minister at his word. Uh, do you think that it is, uh, you know, we can take the Prime Minister at his word that there will be a plebiscite? Will he get to the other side of the election having won and say, well, we can save $160 million by not having the plebiscite, let's just legislate anyway? Uh, I think I would actually go with Bob Day's wisdom on that. Um, I think that there's no doubt that Malcolm Turnbull would prefer not to have a plebiscite and we know that he would prefer to have same-sex marriage legislated. And so if there was a way out of the plebiscite, I actually think that um, Malcolm Turnbull would find it. But to get the um, support of the, the entire coalition with the nationals, he has had to back a plebiscite 
And so one of the initiatives that the ACL have run just over the weekend, we've started a petition calling on we're backing a plebiscite. So say yes to a plebiscite. Because I think we've got to get an overwhelming number of people now to say we actually want to have a say. This has gone to the, pe- this has gone to the politicians like do- a do- more than a dozen times. And each time it's come back no, uh, but it doesn't go away. And so we, the people want a voice now. Uh, so we need to be calling for a plebiscite because I, I think what Bob Day has said is, is very wise and correct. And as you say, Wendy, uh, with the parties now moving towards an election and the idea of a plebiscite to somehow or other separate this very emotive issue, this uh, significant ethical issue from the economics of an election campaign, uh, but if if we ignore that, if we don't give the attention to uh, the marriage issue, uh, it's very easy to get to a point where uh, where even uh, either side has their own mandate if they win the election to do what they will because they'll say, well, nobody's been agitating much about same-sex marriage. But, but really, exactly. defending marriage is such an important thing in the lead-up to this election. Such an important thing. Both parties will seek to actually push it out of the agenda, and I think we can't we can't allow that to happen, because part of the whole agenda is the safe schools and all of the educational um, impacts. It's uh, religious freedom, such as we've seen in Tasmania with Bishop Porteous. So there are. This is not just about marriage, although marriage is just so incredibly important. Uh, particularly to children in our country and the formation of family, as we've always understood it. But it, there's so many other issues that are involved in this whole rainbow ideology and we, we just cannot afford to let it slip from the public space because we actually have to keep on saying that this is, this is big because this affects our religious freedom, it, it, reflect, it um, affects our freedom of speech, it affects our children's education, it affects their right to, um, to their innocence. So this is, this is important and we will be working hard to make sure that it doesn't actually escape people's attention. And while there are those who will say climate change is the big issue for our generation, others are saying no, climate change is not the big issue. Culture change is the big issue and uh, we'll be paying attention to that in a whole lot of dimensions in the lead up to the federal election. Uh, Let's talk about the other big issue. And again, Wendy Francis, it's in your state of Queensland uh, where there is the potential for an abortion bill to be introduced into the state government government tomorrow. Uh, What's that one all about? So Rob Pine, who was a Labor uh, politician, but he resigned from the Labor Party um, and he is now an independent, he has made it clear that he's going to introduce a bill in the um, Queensland Parliament tomorrow. He will table it and it will be a bill in the same way as um, Victorian legislation that will just have basically open season on babies right up to birth. Uh, we're unborn babies even older than the premies that are in our hospital wards at the moment um, would be free to be killed for any or no reason. So we're obviously extremely concerned about this. At the moment in Queensland we have quite good abortion laws. Uh, they are fair abortion laws. They, um, they certainly wave the flag for justice, uh, but they still allow um, abortions uh, which uh, because uh, with two doctors which I personally am against all abortion because I believe that not only is the baby a victim but the women themselves are victims in abortion but uh, our law allows abortion with two doctors consent um, but he would have it that they don't that 
there is no consent needed. And it's not just Queensland either. There seems to be a move around the nation. Um, in Northern Territory, they're still pushing for RU486 to be allowed. And there are many who are very concerned about this, particularly in the remote communities. And we've got exclusion zones being introduced, and that's part of the bill in Northern Territory as well. Um, and obviously they're down south in Tasmania and other places. So this is, this is an issue that is very emotive. Um, either one in four or one in three women have, have experienced an abortion. I personally have not met anybody who does not regret that decision. Um, and I don't judge anyone for those decisions because they are made because they feel like there is no other hope. Um, there's no other op option. And what women really want are options and support. Interestingly, we often talk about the Victorian abortion laws and we say these, uh, when compared with what's happening around the world, are the worst abortion laws in the whole world. And uh, Tasmania's caught up with that. Uh, you're saying that Queensland is about to join the ranks of, uh, of those if, uh, if the state government in Queensland can't find any better options. And so, uh, so if that bill is introduced tomorrow, the likelihood is Queensland will be on a par with states like Victoria and Tasmania. So what we're really hoping, because we don't have an upper house and we don't have that um, check and balance, which is a really serious issue up here in Queensland, we'll be really pushing that if the bill is tabled and it's accepted by both parties, that we will be pushing for it to go to a committee so that we can have input but even that should be actually rejected. Before the previous election, the ACL on letterhead from ALP and also from the coalition, we had assurances they would not change the abortion laws in Queensland. And so we're really pushing for them to actually reject this bill completely. Um, you know, the Victorian legislation doesn't only allow for the cruel late-term abortions on demand, but it prosecutes doctors and nurses who conscientiously object. And that's what we're looking at coming into a Queensland, of all places. And Queensland is still um, quite conservative when it comes to these issues. And we're, going to, we're looking at having politicians make a decision that I believe that most Queenslanders would actually be um, very disturbed about. Let me ask you, Wendy, about the idea of governments looking for better options than abortion. It seems to be that whenever there's these sorts of debates that are happening in state parliaments... Uh, and uh, governments wherever are talking about these things are uh, very quick to sort of say there's no other option other than having abortion. Uh, the the best options, obviously there'd be a scale of uh, of those that are, uh, are better options than others. And perhaps there's some people will say there's no such thing as a good option uh, when it comes to this issue. But looking for better options. Is there anyone that you're aware of in state governments, uh, Queensland, uh, uh, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, uh, Western Australia, who's actually looking for something better than just going down this track and making Queensland like Victoria? There are, and in every state there are good politicians. Um, we've got people in Victoria like Rachel Cohen-Jenkins. We've got people in New South Wales like Fred Nile. And people, um, and there's many others. I could mention many others. Peter Abetz is over in WA. But here in Queensland, we do have really good politicians who are um, supporting uh, places like Priceless Life. Um, Priceless Life seek to give hope and support to young women who are experiencing unplanned pregnancies. And so the best option, I believe, is always to support the mother through having her baby, support her with 
whatever she needs to be able to cope because the best option is for that mother and child to be together. But we also have really good option in, in adoption and we seem to ignore that option because there have been in the past serious issues with um, withholding information from children or, or uh, forced adoptions. These sort of things are things that all of us would rail against. But, you know, there are really good options for life and choosing life is always going to be the best option. Um, choosing life over death is always going to be the best option, obviously for the baby, but for the mother as well. Um, the mother uh, can live with the idea of giving, having, having given life to a baby, uh, whether she keeps that baby or she makes sure that it has a good home. But the, for me, the best option is always to support the mother through it um, to support her having the baby, to support her keeping the baby. And Wendy, from what I'm aware, there is credible research that shows that in the state of Queensland, most people are actually opposed uh, to late-term abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy. And uh, I'm not sure how far widespread across the board that is, but certainly that detail coming out of Queensland saying that Queenslanders don't want uh, late-term abortions, is that something that uh, you think that people are generally uh, thinking when it comes to this sort of issue? Absolutely. Um, a very recent Galaxy poll, and we're actually organising another poll at the moment, but a recent Galaxy poll as, as early as about three or four years ago showed very clearly that people, whilst people did support um, women being allowed to access abortion in Queensland, what they really wanted was they wanted uh, compulsory counselling, they wanted um, uh, a cooling-off period, they wanted the, uh, more options for the baby to be kept uh, for uh, either the woman or adoption. That These were statistics from a Galaxy poll. This was not a Christian poll. This was across the board. And people saw that not only... Um, people talk about the mental uh, anguish of somebody um, who is pregnant and doesn't want to be. But the research shows, um, this undoubtedly that the research shows, that there is a lot of mental anguish after having an abortion. And so we can't disregard that. And when, what women are really wanting is support. The, the Victorian-style abortion laws uh, not only make it difficult for doctors and nurses to conscientiously object, so it makes it actually illegal, but it removes any safeguard for a woman to be able to say to a mother or a partner or somebody who's pressuring her, no, it's against the law, I'm not going to do it. Um, it removes the ability for a doctor or a nurse in Queensland to say, no, it's actually against the law. Um, so there are safeguards there at the moment with Queensland's laws that we are just really saying, do not remove these laws. They are, they are laws that bring justice. Um, they are laws that still allow doctors to put the mother's life first, uh, but to remove these laws is actually very callous. I guess today is one of those days when you'd be encouraging people not to just be complacent, sit on your hands. Today's one of those days to make an urgent contact to your local state MP. Uh, is that the case? Urgent. Urgent, because when Rob Pine tables this tomorrow, what we want is when the um, MPs all rock up to Parliament and Rob Pine tables this, we want them all to have already been contacted by concerned people and know that this is, hey, this is not something that my electorate is going to like and this is not something that's going to sit well with them. So people need to email their um, 
their MP and say, we've seen in the media that this is what's intended for tomorrow, please, please vote to uphold the current abortion laws. Please vote to uphold the right of babies to be born, mothers to have their babies and nurses and doctors to be able to conscientiously object. Well, in a month that in a state like Victoria, where there is a glimmer of light on the horizon with what's called the Infant Viability Bill, uh, mm-hmm. Rachel Carling Jenkins, you mentioned her a little earlier, mm-hmm. there is a glimmer of light there and the possibility of pairing back some of the severe abortion laws that are at work in, uh, in Victoria. It would be very disappointing, wouldn't it, to see Queensland go down the track of becoming just like Victoria when, when, when there's an opportunity to actually see some uh, sensibility brought into this whole debate. Wendy, I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website, and I think you've got some links there where it makes it easy to actually contact your MP. Uh, so uh, so uh, the Australian Christian Lobby, just simply Google Australian Christian Lobby and uh, find the issue there about uh, Queensland and abortion laws, the possibility of a bill being introduced into the Queensland Parliament tomorrow and take action where you can uh, to contact MPs and let them know that you'd like them to seek out some better options than abortion. Mm. Uh, Wendy Francis always good getting your insights and uh, there's so much more to talk about I'm sure we'll be talking quite regularly during the election campaign but thank you so much for being with us again today on 2020 really appreciate your impact in our country Neil Uh, I never underestimated it's actually um, just fantastic thank you so much blessings Wendy before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported your donation large or small will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across australia and around the world learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au